Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. WJBE 99.7 FM and 1040 AM, just the best every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Halloween edition of Talking with T. This is Tanisha Baker, and I'm delighted to be your host and not a ghost of a spectacular show that will keep you in the know on the show designed with you in mind. It's October 28th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, entrepreneur Bill Gates, Caitlyn Jenner, formerly Bruce Jenner, actress Julia Roberts, pop singer Frank Ocean, and country singer Brad Paisley. This upcoming Thursday is October 31st and is noted as Halloween. Children go trick-or-treating, adults attend costume parties, we listen to spooky stories, watch horror flicks and such. Halloween, also known as All Hallows' Eve, has been traced back about 2,000 years. As it's recorded, there was a Celtic festival held around November 1st called Sawin, which means summer's end, and it was an annual communal meeting at the end of the harvest year. Sawin was also a time to commune with the dead. That's just a little trivia about this haunted holiday. I want to thank everyone that has shared pictures of Halloween costumes and decorations. Keep them coming as I continue the Talking with T Halloween-a-thon, sharing the most original, cutest, scariest, and over-the-top costumes or decorations. The theme this month is Better Beware. You've been warned to beware of people with nothing to lose, beware of social media and your digital footprints, and to beware of fake friends. Today, you are being cautioned to beware of how you treat people. There is a saying that the same people you pass going up, you meet going down. I encourage you to let kindness be your go-to. Be careful how you respond to people and be careful about judging them or their situations. Be sure to taste your words before you spit them out. Don't be the cause for someone else's pain or sadness. Don't treat others the way they treat you. Treat them like God treats you with grace, mercy, and forgiveness. We all have the choice to hurt or to heal. This week, help me celebrate our hometown hero, Lucretia McKinney, founder of Live, Learn, Grow, and the Girls Go Hard Expo and Magazine. Live, Learn, Grow is designed to motivate, uplift, and inspire individuals to live a healthy life. Through food awareness, fitness, and events, Live, Learn, Grow takes a holistic approach to empowering people to achieve overall wellness. Birthed out of her own 100-pound weight loss and wellness journey, Live, Learn, Grow is ran by certified fitness professional and holistic health advocate, Lucretia McKinney. She is committed to helping people take control of their health through practical ways that guide them through the transitions of making healthy a lifestyle. Among her credentials, Lucretia is a certified personal trainer, women's fitness specialist, a certified instructor, fat loss specialist, and holistic health advocate. She's also an educator, Plant Pure Nation certified and local board member of the plant-based nutrition movement. Let's celebrate our hometown hero of the week as you listen to a special interview with Lucretia McKinney. All right, my friends, I have with me today a very special guest, 
Lucretia McKinney. How are you? And welcome to Talking with T. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well. Well, let me start off by sharing with the listeners that this is really a phenomenal woman. She's an artist. She's an instructor. She has a lot going on. And so today I want to share with you particularly a project that she invited me to be a part of, and I want to say to her that I'm grateful for that opportunity. But share with our listeners your project, Girls Go Hard. Okay. Um, So Girls Go Hard uh, is a women's empowerment expo, and it's designed to honor women veterans, females uh, who are in business, and just the strength of a woman overall. Just, I guess, the inception of it came to me from my brother. He was deployed. He's in the military. He's uh, Army, and he's actually a veteran now. But when he got deployed, he came back home after two tours, and he came back with PTSD. And he lived with me while I was pregnant, and uh, it was a trying time. It was really hard for us to just kind of coexist. He had a lot that he couldn't explain to me, and it was a lot that I couldn't understand. You know, so all I knew to do was just to kind of be there. Uh, and right. so fast forward, I encountered this film called Serve Like a Girl, and it was a documentary about women veterans who were coming back and the things they dealt with, PTSD, and it just explored a, a really personal space with each of them, and it was through that film that I gained understanding of what he was trying to tell me the entire time. And I broke out in tears, and I called him, like, during the film, and I was like, I get it, you know. And so that was really my heart moment to say, like, this has to be told. Like, people need to know what our female veterans go through um, and then, you know, not really getting services, resources and things that they need when they come back. And then to, um, and then as a woman, knowing the things that we deal with as women, I just thought, wow, like these are women and then add, you know, serving our country on top of that. And so it's just kind of like pulling back from that and, and looking at um, the women that were around me every day that I know, starting with my mom, you know, that have carried the weight of so much and they do it with dignity and class, and you'd never know what they were carrying inside um, if you didn't ask. But when you get the opportunity to have these conversations and you learn all the things they're actually dealing with, and then you look at, you know, the presentation that they're giving you, which is still honest to who they are, that's motivating. And so I've been motivated and inspired by women like that. So I just wanted to create a platform to share the stories of so many women that, you know, that it deserves to be told and that could motivate other women the way I've been motivated by them. Wow. And and as I mentioned, you invited me to be a part of that project along with other ladies here in Knoxville. And I appreciate the inspiration and also thinking about a focus on the strength of women and their stories. Yeah. And I think it's truly going to be amazing. So talk about more about the expo. Yeah, so that people know how to become involved and support that, as well mm-hmm. as the magazine. Okay, so everything I just described is the platform really for the magazines. All the stories and you know photographs and stuff will be in the magazine. Um, that's going to be released the day of the expo. Um, the expo is okay. November ninth, and it's from one to nine p.m. at the World's Fair Exhibition Hall. It's a trade show atmosphere. We'll have music, concessions, um, actually a cash bar. And businesses, so you'll be able to kind of go through and see different businesses, women business owners, uh, veteran-owned businesses as well. There'll be a raffle, so it's just going to be like a celebratory time to come and celebrate and enjoy that strength, and then at 6 o'clock, we're going to have a special tribute to the veterans that are in attendance. 
Okay, so again, location, World Fair Exhibition Hall from 1 to 9 p.m. on Saturday, November 9th. Oh, great. So I'm going to mm-hmm. post that information for the okay. listeners on our social media outlets as well as on Talking okay. with T. Okay. Tell us a little bit about you, the woman, before we end our time today. From Knoxville, I don't know, I went to Bearden, went to UT. I'm a mother. Background as far as like after coming out of school, I'm an artist, multimedia artist. So that's kind of where the photography comes in uh, and design, video, all that kind of stuff. I've taught photography for about 13 years with Project Grad. So photography is art. Art is my heart. Um, It's a passion of mine. So I really try to find ways to infuse it in everything I do. Um, I've transitioned from the primary focus on media to health because I had a lifestyle change, lost a lot of weight, gained health in areas that I didn't have. So now I'm a health and wellness coach and personal trainer. So that's my kind of primary thing that I do every day. And from that started a company called Live, Learn, Grow, uh, where I help people do the same thing basically that happened with me. And it was an impression from God honestly, to move forward and help others do what he had done for me. And that's where Live, Learn, Grow came from. And Live, Learn, Grow is about choosing life, continuing to learn. And if you do that, you will grow. And so how long has that been in existence? About four years. You know, we now okay. have, have my own space and all that. And that's really been recent uh, within the past year and a half. But just the process of me helping people, walking them through uh, before being certified and all of that, it's been about four years. Well, we're wishing you the best with that project as it continues to grow and impact people and women in our city. Thank you so much. It's a, yeah. I love doing it, you know, because I get to see the transformation in other people. And I know what that feels like because I've been through that myself. So it's just a blessing to be able to help and impart that to other women and anybody, you know, but primarily I do work with women. Kind of walk people into a better space in a healthier place from where they are through food education as well as the fitness. And then I do juicing and kind of educate people on how to incorporate juice into your life and use that as a supplement really to to support uh, a healthy lifestyle. Thank you for sharing that because <laughs> we started off and your focus was on other women. But mm-hmm. I know you have a journey and a story and a lot you're accomplishing as well. And although you said it with a lot of uh, humility, mm-hmm. it's a lot to be proud of and a lot to share to inspire other women. And so particularly with the health choices, I think we need to have you back on again. Okay. Because as women, we don't yeah. always take care of ourselves as we should, right. you know. Right. And mm-hmm. in speaking with you, I had some inspiration to think about some choices I was making and maybe things that I could do better to improve Mm -hmm. my health. Well, I want to thank you for sharing some of your time with us today. Listeners, we're going to keep up with Ms. Lucretia McKinney. I want you to check out the flyer that's going to be on, again, my website. That's www.talkwithtea.com as well as on social media. We look to seeing you all at the Girls Go Hard Expo. That's Veterans Day weekend. Yay, thank you so much. Thank you. October is acknowledged as Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and our own P.I. Pam is a domestic violence survivor and has prepared a spoken word piece in reflection. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in to Talking With T. This is P.I. Pam, and since it is Domestic Violence Month, I have a spoken word 
on domestic violence because I am a survivor that I want to share with you, and it's called Broken Vows. If I had only known you'd give just one thing to me, it was your promise on our wedding day, the one you didn't keep. You promised you would cherish me until we both grew old. The only vows you took to heart was to have and to hold. To have me, I'm a prisoner, an object standing still. To hold me, yes, you've done that too, but against my will. If walls could tell their stories and doors unlock themselves, everyone would have a view into my secret hell. Crazy? That's what you want me to think I am, telling me you meant no harm and that you will never do it again. The nights you tower over me just to make me feel incomplete, as if the blame and shame are mine and my feelings are not real. But you don't know that with each blow and hurt you have to give, the more you build my solid nerve and my will to live. You think that you won, I'm broken on the ground, but you don't know the plans in place and the strength that I have found. Just know there will come a day not far within my reach, the only thing to grip my soul are happiness and peace. Broken vows. Thank you and have a blessed day. All right, listeners, it's that time in the show where we review trending news. And I have with me today our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam. So I'm going to start with a few quick bits before we hit our hot topics. Dwayne Wade has retired from basketball, but that has not stopped him from building wealth. According to a Breach Report, Wade is joining Warner Media on a multi-year, multi-million dollar deal that will include NBA and NCAA work for Turner Sports and serving as a creative director for Bleacher Report. Vince Carter makes NBA history as the first player to play in 22 seasons. Carter is officially in his 22nd year in the NBA. And we send prayers up for Shaquille O'Neal and his family as they lost his sister, Aisha Harrison-Jack, who died of cancer at the age of 40. So, Pam, um, you shared with me a link to a disturbing story. There was a shooting at a homecoming party in Greenville, Texas. That's at Texas A&M University. That resulted in two deaths and 14 injured. A gunman entered the party place Saturday night and opened fire with a 9mm handgun. The private venue was hosting more than 750 people who gathered to celebrate Texas A&M University's homecoming weekend. Yeah, that's really sad. You send your kids to college, and you don't expect them to be involved in a great shootout. The very thought of your child getting injured or anything, and you're that far away from them, I could, I couldn't deal. It's scary, the mass shootings, and you never know where, you never know when. They're going from schools to churches to malls. And so, again, like you said, sending your child away to college, you don't expect them to be involved in a mass shooting. And I'm sure that put a little fear in parents everywhere who have kids away from them. But, indeed, that was a sad and tragic happening this past weekend. We were also saddened to learn that the body of missing three-year-old Camille Cupcake McKinney, who was kidnapped from her birthday party last week, was found in a dumpster. And according to court documents, she died from suffocation. A man and woman have been charged in her killing. I was really just praying that they would find her alive. But the, the more days passed, 
it started to seem that they they wouldn't. I just I just don't see how anybody could harm harm a kid. I hope justice is served on both of them. Yes, and I feel like that's not all to the story. They say they don't know her, so why are they randomly picking a girl up from her birthday party, kidnapping her, and killing her? I didn't recall reading anything about a ransom. I don't understand this at all. Right, yeah, it does seem to be more to it, and I'm sure it will come out in in the trial. And I had said previously um, last week that the mother, you know, and the the biological mother, she has had a crazy past. I mean, she had a kidnapping um, that she was involved in some years ago. It's just a lot going on going on with her. So somehow I think this is connected. Because it just doesn't seem, why would they pick up just somebody from a, from a birthday party? Right, right. Well, let's move on. I've got a couple of stories from our stupid criminal files. A woman is facing charges after trying to shoplift at Windsor Crossings and ran and jumped into the police car instead of the getaway car. So the detective's car was unmarked, and she got caught trying to get in the back seat. She ought to really feel just ignorant. You really have to be brighter than this if you're going to choose a life of crime. And you have to know the difference between a police car and a getaway car. I mean, I know the difference. Do you know the difference? Well, I would think so. They said the car was unmarked. But I'm still thinking even at that, she should have known the difference in the unmarked car, even if she thought it was a stranger's car, and the getaway car. She should have had all that worked out beforehand instead of just randomly jumping in the back of a car and just so happened as karma would have it, it was the detective's car. So (laughs) my other story from the Stupid Criminal Files, you know, I'm one who loves the casino, and there are a few things that I have learned. One, it is a gamble. So you can't gamble with money that you can't afford to lose. And secondly, security is super tight, so you can't go acting a fool up in the casino. A 50-year-old woman in Las Vegas is in some serious trouble. She got upset about getting kicked out of the casino and drove her Winnebago motorhome through the front doors. And you have to see the picture. When I say she drove it through the front doors, half her motorhome is inside the casino and the other half is on the street. She meant business. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what happened. I mean, I don't know what prompted them to kick her out. I think they said it was some type of disorderly conduct, but... I've seen some people get really upset in the casinos, but you got to keep it cool because they're not playing up in there. No, they're not playing about their coins. You you hear me? Right. (laughs) That's one of the, typically one of the safest places you can be. Yes, it is. And for this to happen, I know that blew them them little people's mind that were sitting up in the (laughs) slot machine. Yeah, luckily I didn't read where anyone was seriously injured. I think she did run into one of the custodians, but mainly it was structural damage of the facility itself. I got another story, and I'm a little torn on it, so I want to know what you think about it. I want to know what the listeners think as well. So let me share some details from a story I found on BET News about a school resource officer who slammed a sixth-grade black girl to the ground. A New Mexico police officer has resigned after the video surfaced of him slamming this girl who they say has special needs against the walls, slammed her on the ground. The 11-year-old student attends Mesa View Middle School in Farmington. 
And they say she took too much milk from the cafeteria. So in the body cam video, Zachary Christensen could be heard saying, okay, I've had enough of this, before he proceeded to take the middle school sixth grader's book bag off her back. Been having trouble for behavior issues. And he's telling her, you're done, you're done. She continued holding on to her bag. He yelled for her to put her arms behind her back. He slammed her against the wall. He continued struggling with her and yelling, put your arms behind your back. And she's crying, saying, you hurt my arm. Get off of me. You hurt my arm. Christensen can then be seen lifting one of her legs and slamming her to the ground and pinning her down. Do not resist. Stop resisting. He then demanded that she stand up, and she said, you can't give me all these commands and expect me to do them all at once. So a school administrator, are you following this story? Because I don't have Jay on today with the flow chart. Yeah, I got, got my flow chart over here. Keeping up. Okay. You keeping up. All right. So a school administrator stood by watching and repeatedly told Christensen to let the girl get up, but he didn't interfere. Officer Christensen, she is not a threat to yourself or others at this moment, the school official said. The school employee told the officer, we're not going to use excessive force. And again, Christensen said, it's not excessive. This confrontation lasted roughly six minutes, which is a pretty long time when you think of Christensen can be heard in the body cam footage saying this morning she went straight to the cafeteria. She took more milk than she was supposed to. She threw the milk on the ground. Then they go on to say that students should always feel safe in school, and they called for an expedited investigation about that. The girl, he said, was very strong, stronger than I was. They also said that she's been in trouble before, and I mentioned that she had assaulted two other staff members earlier that day. So it does seem like she's a bit of a problem. I don't know if he was fed up. It just seems at 11 years old, it was a bit much. But I don't know. What you think? Yeah, even if she has had issues before, she's 11 and she's a, mm-hmm. a female. Right. And then for him to say that she was stronger than him, he might want to find another job then. Right. <laughs> if, if he could get beat up by <laughs> Yeah, he sounds like she's a threat, then he might need to find another job. Right. And like I said, now I'm wondering, they said she assaulted two other people that morning. Oh, bless her heart. You know, it's kind of, she has some, some issues. She does. Mm-hmm. But they're going to have to find another outlet to to retain her instead of the, the physical. Because right. that's not good for, for any anyone involved. It's not working. And they said, again, somewhere in the article that she was special needs, so they should have some type of system in place to deal with her. And like I said, if she's in sixth grade, they've had some time to try to figure out what to do. The chief said that they are trying to figure out where they could have done a better job and what things need to be done as far as training and policies to do a better job in the future. So, Yeah, I think that's that's the best thing I've heard about this situation. Yeah. Well, also out of the schoolhouse. A mother is very upset that an Alabama school teacher painted a fake bullet wound on her second grader's forehead. You can check this picture out on my website. It looks very real. It was supposed to be for a drama class. So the mother posted the photo of her son on Facebook, said she didn't care if it was Halloween or not. She actually said some other things, too, I can't say on the show. 
But she said that this type of thing really happens to our young black boys. And although she signed a permission to allow the use of makeup in drama class, this was really too much. The teacher apologized but said he didn't think it was a big deal. He used paint on different kids, you know, gave them black eyes and all kind of things. But he is going to take this lesson out of his teaching plan. I bet he is. I don't know what type of lesson it was. I mean, in drama or theater, I know they use different makeup and special effects. But this little boy is just in second grade, so I don't know. Yeah, we get these stories week after week after week of teachers, administrators doing these these type of things. It's, it's crazy. And he's, a, he's, he's second grade. Mm-hmm. Well, Pam, as you know, this is our spectacular edition of Talking with T, and our theme this month has been Better Beware. So before we sign off today, is there anything you want to share with our listeners as we approach Halloween? Is there anything we need to beware of? Any cautions you want to give us? Yes. Beware of anyone that says they want to go to McCamey Manor. It's a haunted tour experience. It spans two states and lasts up to 10 hours. It requires all participants to clear a background check, pass a doctor's physical and mental exam, sign a 40-page waiver, and also take an on-site drug test. Now, the catch is if you can complete it, you get $20,000. But Wait just a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because I need to understand some of these prerequisites just to make sure that myself and our listeners Know all the facts because somewhere in there I heard you mention $20,000. So let me back up. It spans two states and lasts up to 10 hours. Up to 10 hours. And they can basically do anything they want to. In the 40-page waiver, uh-huh. it says there is no quitting unless serious physical or psychological injury or death is present. Wait a minute. Now, Okay, the owner I saw offers 20000 to anybody who completes the tour. So there has to be a way to quit because he said that no one has ever finished it. Yeah, after so much they do to you, you can go to YouTube and watch the videos because they record it. And they have pulled people's teeth out, cut their hair, pulled their nails off their fingers, tased them, put them in box. I mean, all kind of stuff. I mean, they said the people that go through it, they end up have to go see a therapist because they have PTSD. It messes with them psychologically. I, I saw mean, this they, one man said that he read it and quit before he even started. He said he got to the last page and turned around and went home because you have to pull out your own teeth. There's a chance of getting a tattoo, chance of your fingernails getting pulled off, like you were saying. That's overwhelming. A chance of death in the whole entire Pumpkin-eating, witch-flying, Halloween madness is this. What is going on? I just can't can't see going in there and letting somebody do this to me. I don't even want to go to the corn maze, and they just be running around with some fake dolls. You know, I need some coins, and $20,000 is quite tempting, but not enough for me to get my teeth pulled out, fingernails pulled off, tattoos, and a chance of death. No. Right. And and you, when you sign that waiver, you basically tell them they can do anything to you. You can tap out because this one guy that I was reading about said he tried it twice before he became an official member of the team. He once tapped out after getting buried alive in a wooden coffin and then again doing a round of hypnosis that gave him a complete panic attack. What? I don't even know what to say. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to post a link 
to the story on the website so people can check it out for themselves because it's really unbelievable. I don't even think we can adequately describe this place. No, you have to actually look at some of the videos and read that 40-page mm-hmm. waiver to really get a sense of how crazy the people are that, that run this place. I'm not even sure how they get passed with all the legalities. Maybe because they signed the waiver? I don't know. And keep in mind that 27,000 people are on the waiting list as of two days ago. That's going to have to be it for this bit, and I can't wait to talk to you next week. And I can't wait to tell it. All right, Knoxville, before I end my time today, let's make note of some local announcements and events. On November 3rd, there is a think tank brunch for women in business called Blazers, Blouses, and Blue Jeans. And there is a 90s party titled Brunch Beats in Business on November 9th at Bearden Banquet Hall from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Don't forget the early voting is going on right now through October 31st. So get out and exercise your right. The Color Purple is coming to the Tennessee Theater November 5th and 6th. Get your tickets now. You can find more announcements in the Village of Knox Facebook group or on the Talking With T website, which also has links to many of the stories we share on the show. That's www.talkingwitht.com. Talking With T is currently looking for sponsors, so if you are interested in having your product or service featured on Talking With T, we would love to help you promote your business or event. Well, once again, we've come to the end, but stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com and following the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's impossible to highlight all that goes on in the news, but there are daily posts on all of the social media outlets to keep you informed. Remember that you can listen to Talking With T anytime on your time through Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Music, or iHeartRadio. And definitely tune in to Talking With T on Tuesdays on WJBE Jamming 99.7. That's 1040 AM and 99.7 FM. New shows drop each and every week. Also subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. Beware of the person who stabs you and then tells the world that they're the ones bleeding. Remember where you heard the word. Keep being kind until next time. You've been listening to Talking With T.